This show was made at Access Radio Taranaki with help from New Zealand On Air. To find more local content, go to www.accessradiotaranaki.com. Welcome to Pick a Tale. I am with Access Radio Taranaki, 104.4 FM. My name is Leslie Dowding and I'm a storyteller. I enjoy telling stories in schools, libraries, parks, outside, inside. I have many stories to share. Some are my own tales and some are from around the world. I hope to bring your world into the world of story. Wherever you are, may you enjoy every Wednesday, 8am. Welcome to Pick a Tale. This is a wonderful, funny story. It's about a lion called Pockets. And, well, he just loves all sorts of spanners and pieces of wood. And he likes to build things. You could call him a junk collector, if you like. And he just collects junk, but he makes most exciting things. And I know a little boy called Cormac and Declan also that like doing things like that. And Siggy and Jessie. So here we are in a junk yard. So I hope you can imagine that. And this is what happens in the junkyard. On one morning, Pocket sat up in the baggable tree and grumbled, I'm fed up. Fed up building houses in branches. Fed up with rowdy bugaboos all around. I need an adventure. I want to do something tremendous. I want to sail away. Out of the trees, somewhere far away. In the junkyard, there was lots of rubbish, but it was actually by the sea. So Pockets decided to build a boat, a steamboat, so that he could use some of the old wood to make the engine go. But actually, he didn't really know how to do it, but in his mind he did. He wasn't sure about where to go, but in his mind he did. Well, he thought he'll start somewhere with his boat. And then... While he was right deep down into the engine, he heard a pss, pss. Who's there? called Pockets. Who's there? Baked Bean, a buggable steamboat, was about to hit the highways of the sea when he heard a pss, pss. Oh no, what's that? Oh, it's only me from over the sea. And out from the bushes stepped the most weather-beaten patched and laughing, baggable, that Pockets had ever seen. Now think of bag and baggable and you might get a picture. He was a baggable pirate. But it actually wasn't a he. It was a she and her name was Ebony. Smashed my boat on the rocks, she laughed. Smashed it to smithereens. Oh, oh dear, said Pockets. Um, are you a pirate? Ho, 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 ho. Me, a pirate? Ho, ho. I'm only a harmless, homeless sailor. I love the sea. And here I am, stuck on dry land. And she jumped all around the junkyard. So Pockets said, well, I actually just happen to be building a boat 
a steamboat, you see, because I've got all this spare wood and I've got lots of bits and pieces. Ebony laughed. Like the ocean, she crashed and cowed and howled with her teeth all wide open and Well, shiver me timbers, she said. That sounds marvellous. So she ended up helping Pocket put his boat together. Now, what we need is a good sail, because, you know, steamboats don't last forever. OK, OK, said Pocket, and he got a large piece of wood and put it up. He had lots of old patchwork quilts that he could use for the sail. Let's sail away. Come on, let's go. Let's try it out. So heave homey hat as they pushed it from the yard all the way down to the sea. But when the gigantic patchwork sailed billowed, sunshine, which is what they called the boat, started to get a little bit lifted out of the water. It started to almost fly. Ho, ho, laughed Ebony. But Pockets, who wasn't a sailor at all, wasn't very sure. The wind dropped and the boat floated back down. Down and down and down and down, down and down and down, over the land. It almost been like a, like a aeroplane, and it landed, it landed in the park by the zoo. When Pockets woke up, and Ebony looked around. There was a huge and grumpy lion with a very big old gnawed bone, and the cranky lion looked up and his hungry stomach growled. Ooh, said Pockets, Ooh, do lions eat bagels like us? But the cranky lion didn't want to eat anything looking like them. In fact, he had the hiccups. The grumbling lion just looked at Ebony and Pockets and he looked very fed up. What's the matter with you, lion, said Ebony. Last night, in the bright moonlight, the zoo animals snorted and roared and cawed, but the sad lion said nothing. What's the matter with you, they said. I can't stop hiccuping. Ebony waved her sword and said, I will fix you. I'm a great pirate fixer. Just roar. But I can't. When I roar, I hiccup. And if you hiccup, you can't roar and it all gets in. Stop said Ebony. What you need is a cure. Perhaps you could run and jump. Oh no, I'm not very good at that. But ever clever little vagabond Ebony, she usually knew what to do. She crept inside the lion's den and beneath some straw and under a board she found a secret way out for the lion. Come with me, she said. What you need is to get out and escape. She lifted the boards, squeezed down, and then the lion managed to follow. It was dark by the time they'd got to the bottom, and then Ebony said, Come on, Pockets is out there waiting for us, and we've got a boat, and you could come and sail with us. They raced down, and the worried lion started to follow. Round and round the zoo they went, round and round and round, and the wild patchwork pirate showed the lion how to jump piratical jumps over great big rocks. Now, now you've had a bit of practice inside the zoo. Come on, we'll open the gate and off we'll go. 
So out of the zoo they ran, through the forest, down to the sea where they'd left their boat. Pockets, because he was a bagel and because he lived in a tree, showed the lion how to climb. The lion had never done that before because he hadn't got a tree in the zoo. They became quite good friends. Now, this is what you do, said pirates, Ebony. You take your sword and you wave it and then you go, ho, 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 and that will stop your hiccups. But the lion wasn't sure. How about we climb on your back and we roar around the park? Well, the lion had forgotten how to roar and how to run, but with their help, he ran as fast as he could. And soon his hiccups started to disappear. The laughing lion even got close to the water. Come on, they shouted. Come on, be brave. Jump into the waves and climb onto the boat. He didn't know how to be brave. He didn't know how to roar. But with their help and a few hiccups, he carried on. Oh, they jumped onto the sunshine boat. Oh, Pockets made the lion a great big door. It was a special secret so that the lion would feel he had some privacy. And Pirate Buggable, she went and found some bones. She didn't know how they got there, but it didn't matter. And she gave them to the lion to munch on. And soon they were sailing away. But the lion, oh, he was a little bit seasick. Down beside the sea, Pockets and Albany, they just hugged him and stroked him and said, you'll be okay. And the wind got wild and the sea got rough and the waves got ferocious and the patchwork quilt started to lift them up into the sky again like an aeroplane. But it came back down and soon they could see land. But what will I do, said the lion. No one will want me on land. I'm meant to be in the zoo. They might be frightened of me. But next morning, Ebony said, Don't roar. Put this on and no one will recognise you as a lion. And she'd made him a lovely patchwork coat. He put it on and then she left a note. Dear Pockets, I've decided to leave you with the lion and go and seek for the sea myself. And I hope you have a wonderful time with your newfound friend. And she disappeared. When Pockets woke up, he saw the lion dressed very much and very flash in a lovely quilted waistcoat. Mm, said Pockets, where did it come from? And then they found the notes. Well, said Pockets, I could hide you in my junkyard till you feel brave enough to go out again into the big wide world. Down in the junkyard, Pockets mucked about on his boat. He didn't really care whether it was finished or not, or it had holes in it. He'd had quite an adventure and he never expected to meet a lion on it. Now the lion was his friend. He still couldn't roar, he still hiccuped a lot, and he still was terribly shy. But Pockets said, if you hang around with me for a while, we'll have an absolutely tremendous amount of fun. And no one will know you're a lion wearing that great patchwork quilt that Emily's left you. Where's she gone, said the lion. Oh, she'll be a pirating, said Pockets. And you know what? He put his hand in his own pocket and there was a little sword from Ebony and a little letter I will be back soon for another adventure. Take care of the lion and I hope he gets his roar back. I hope he gets brave and I hope you have fun at sea again. Bye!
this is a very old story and we're just going to dip into it because it's a very unusual story. It's called Sleeping Beauty. Once upon a time, a long time ago, when a baby was born, people came and gave it gifts. And when this particular baby girl was born, all the gifts came from the wonderful fairy queens all over the land. They bought jewels and wishes. They bought her gifts of peace and happiness. You name it, they bought it. But there was one queen who was not invited because she was very grumpy and the parents thought she might give grumpiness to the little girl as a gift. But she was so grumpy that she went on her own to the palace. She knocked on the door. She pushed past all the fairy queens that were waiting to give the girl a gift and said, I am going to give you a gift. And the gift is this. If you ever prick your finger, you will sleep for a thousand years and you will not wake up. Oh, that was a strange thing. Everybody went, what? How could a little baby prick its finger? Well, the little girl grew up and she was very happy and everyone forgot about her christening and all the beautiful queens that came. But her father, the king, never forgot the grumpy one. Now, I have come to the conclusion that pricking your finger would only come from a spinning wheel. So all spinning wheels will be banned. Now this was a very serious thing because people made their living from spinning wheels. I will ban them all and if there are any in the castle they are to be locked up in the very tallest tower. And the servants had to do it. And everybody had to lock their doors and make sure no one came in while they were spinning. Now when the little girl grew up to a very special birthday, her 15th, she had a wonderful party and everyone was happy. And she said, I'm going to go, I'm going to go and find my cake. But somehow, without knowing, she got lost. She went up one stairway and down another until finally she was so completely lost that when she looked out the window she saw a tall tower and thought if I make it to the tower and I climb to the top and look down I'll know which room I need to get back to. So she climbed up to the tower pushed the door open and looked out the window and there she saw the party happening outside in the garden. She was so happy she spun round and there was a spinning wheel. What's this? she said to herself. And suddenly, from out behind the wall, came an old lady. It's a spinning wheel, my dear. I have to spin all the clothes for the castle. But I'm not allowed to go anywhere. But I have to stay here. Because, you see, the princess of the castle, she must never prick her finger. Oh, that's me, said the little girl. Well, not so little. I, I, um, I'm her. It's my birthday and I'm 15. Oh, my dear. How exciting. Would you like to see the spinning wheel go? Oh, yes, she said. And before a blink of an eye, the old woman sat her down. And within less than a blink of an eye, she pricked her finger. Because the old woman was actually the grumpy, grumpy woman from when she was born and suddenly within another wink of an eye the entire castle all the animals everything fell asleep 
and a hundred years later they were still asleep but you couldn't see it it was all covered with old brambles and many people had heard the story that if you found the princess and woke her up all would be well and everyone would be happy but people tried to get through the forest to the castle and failed until one day a young man whose grandfather had told him the story was just out hunting his dog went missing and he got deeper and deeper into the forest until he came across a wall when he got to the wall he found a door and through the door he could see in the crack people asleep in beautiful clothes he realized he'd come to the castle of the sleeping beauty he got his axe from off his horse and he knocked the old dilapidated lock off the door he pushed the door open and through the cobwebs he climbed up to the top of the tower and there was the young girl still asleep on her chair with an old spinning wheel in front he went down and he picked her up carefully and as he did her whole body stirred and when just as he was walking to the door he dropped her he caught her and they touched faces and her eyes opened and within a blink of an eye all the forest disappeared all the birds began to sing all the animals began to hoot and toot and people were laughing and suddenly they were back in the party and the little girl she took his hand and took her down 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 the stairs into the party and said this fine young man who was just out on his horse has rescued me and all of you oh they said let us celebrate and live happily ever after and tell our grandchildren what a strange story and then suddenly there was a clap of thunder and looked up and in the sky the clouds turned the shape of the old woman who had pricked her finger but they all knew she was long gone and that's a very short story of Sleeping Beauty Thank you for listening to Pick a Tale look forward to you tuning in next week and listen to the next exciting stories from Access Radio Taranaki 104.4 FM Check out the website and the podcasts in case you were too busy to sit down and listen this time. You can choose your own time. Thank you from Leslie Dowden. This show was made at Access Radio Taranaki with help from New Zealand On Air. To find more local content, go to www.accessradiotaranaki.com.